हरे कृष्णा थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर ज्वाइनिंग दिस सेशन एंड टुडे इज अ वेरी एक्साइटिंग टॉपिक द फर्स्ट चैप्टर ऑफ श्री चैतन्य चरितमृत एंड वी विल गो थ्रू द होल ओवरव्यू एंड समरी ऑफ दिस चैप्टर द बेस्ट थिंग अबाउट दिस लाइव स्ट्रीम्स इज आई माई सेल्फ गेट टू लर्न अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स विच वॉज द केस विद दिस दिस चैप्टर इज वेल All right. <clears throat> we'll say the prayers and we'll continue. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om ajnanati mirandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshuran melitam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha. Shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale. स्वयं कदाम ददाति स्वदाकम वंदेहम श्रीगुरोपदकमल श्रीगुरुन्वैष्णवाग्रजात सह गण रघुनाथन्वित तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादान सह गणलिता श्री विशाखान्ता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांतराधा कांतनमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाछाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः नमो ओं विष्णुपादा कृष्णप्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे राइट वेलकम बैक टू दिस चैतन्य चरितामृत सेशन So in today's session we will go through the overview and summary of the entire first chapter of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita why because the structure of Chaitanya Charitamrita the way Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami has written it is very different from the way Bhagavad Gita and Shrimad Bhagavatam was written especially you will find that in the Adi Lila so if you do not know how Chaitanya Charitamrita is structured let me just take you See, <clears throat> basically, this is the structure of Chaitanya Charitamrita. There is introduction that is all by Prabhupad. So, basically, what uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami has written, he is the author, by the way, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, and it is divided into these three parts. There is Adilila, Madhilila, and Antilila. Adilila is the is the beginning pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Madhilila is the middle pastimes, and Antilila is the final pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But in the Adilila, it does not start right away 
from the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his whole life. No. There's a whole explanation of the, the greatness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaitacharya, Gadadhar, Srivas and all the devotees. Once that is established, then the advent, as you can see here. You see, the advent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only happens in the 13th chapter of the Adalila. So, the actual Leela starts here at the 13th chapter. But before that, it is all um, information. To understand the greatness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, because people may easily misunderstand. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. So, to philosophically and uh, scripturally establish the position of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, these chapters, was, these chapters, the first twelve chapters were written, especially the first seven chapters. They describe entirely the, um, I mean, establish the Panchatattva. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaitacharya, Gadadhar Pandit, and Srivas Pandit. This Panchatattva. Uh, so these chapters establish the Panchatattva with scriptural evidence because in Kali Yuga everybody just comes and says I am God, I am God. So what is the proof that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is actually God? So that is all explained in these chapters and even that, the way Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami describes, the way he outlines this whole subject is very different from Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. We will we will go through that, why I am saying that. But first we will read the summary, I mean the yeah, summary of the whole chapter, the first chapter. By Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> Alright, so we will read through this and then we will explain a little bit. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is none other than the combined form of Sri Radha and Krishna. He is the life of those devotees who strictly follow in the footsteps of Srila Rupa Goswami. Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatan Goswami are the two principal followers of Srila Swarup Damodar Goswami who acted as the most confidential servitor of Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu known as Vishwambhar in his early, in his early life. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's name in his early life was Vishwambhar. Vishwambhar. A direct disciple of Srila Rupa Goswami was Srila Raghunath Das Goswami. The author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, stands as the direct disciple of Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Raghunath Das Goswami. Actually, in every at the end of every single chapter of uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, he writes um, my obeisances to Rupa and Raghunath Das Goswami. You know, every single chapter. The last verse will always be that. I think we'll, let's see one of the... We will see, actually. I will, I will show you the entire thing when we go to the, through the first chapter. Right? The direct disciple of Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami was Srila Narottam Das Thakur. Hmm. Narottam Das Thakur if you don't know if you don't know who he is he he's a very great acharya and he appeared just after the disappearance of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and um, he was a very great singer and he composed so many songs 
and he even um, started how to i mean the science of playing mridanga there are four mridanga sampradayas originating from narottamdas thakur so all this is there narottamdas thakur is a very great acharya in fact in fact in simple bengali language he completely explained the vedic truths as a unique contribution of narottamdas thakur so the direct disciple of shrila krishnadas kaviraj goswami was shrila narottamdas thakur who accepted shrila vishwanath chakravarti as his servitor so these this information especially this whole paragraph is taken from this song of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur uh, delineating all the names of the acharyas in the sampradaya our brahma madhva gaudiya vaishnava sampradaya so shrila narottamdas thakur accepted shrila vishwanath chakravarti as his servitor and a point to note here there is there was a 200 year gap between narottamdas thakur and vishwanath chakravarti thakur so how did he accept so that just proves the point that physical presence of the guru is not really the the primary point primary importance the vani the teachings there were four personalities be- between narottamdas thakur and vishwanath chakravarti thakur but they are not mentioned in the parampara because maybe they were not pure devotees or whatever but vishwanath chakravarti thakur is mentioned so only the pure devotees are counted in the parampara hmm. so here it is said narottamdas thakur accepted shri vishwanath chakravarti as his servitor how can he accept when he was 200 years prior uh, physically not present right so again the so called iskon guru philosophy living guru philosophy is thwarted there <coughs> okay shri vishwanath chakravarti thakur accepted shri jagannath das baba ji the spiritual master of shri bhaktivinod thakur who in turn accepted shri gaurakishor das baba ji the spiritual master om of om vishnupada shri bhakti siddhanta saraswati goswami maharaj the divine master of our humble self you see how shri prabhupada writes when he says myself he does not say myself he says our humble self so these are some of the things to note in spiritual etiquette <clears throat> since we belong to the chain of disciplic succession from shri chaitanya mahaprabhu this edition of shri chaitanya charitamrita will contain nothing newly manufactured by our tiny brains but only remnants of food originally eaten by the lord himself Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu does not belong to the mundane plane of the three qualitative modes that means uh, he does not belong to the modes of material nature that means the sattvagun rajagun tamagun no he is way beyond he is a supreme personality of godhead he belongs to the transcendental plane beyond the reach of imperfect sense perception of a living being even the most erudite mundane scholar cannot approach the transcendental plane unless he submits himself to transcendental sound with a receptive mood for in that mood only can one realize the message of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu so transcendental science is never understood by um our mundane scholarship or erudition it's only by submitting oneself to the transcendental sound with a receptive mood so that's the way we um submissive oral reception actually prabhupada many times said so we have to hear or receive the knowledge submissively from the superior source we should not try to exercise or stretch our mind and intelligence to understand the absolute truth because 
they are insufficient instruments so i mean vastly insufficient our intelligence is so tiny and the supreme lord is infinite so it is completely foolish it is just like try, trying to touch the moon mm, a child trying to jump and touch the moon it is that foolish <clears throat> so by submissive reception uh, of the transcendental sound one can one realize the message of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu what will be described here and therefore has nothing to do with the experimental thoughts created by the speculative habits of inert minds the subject matter of this book is not a mental concoction but a factual spiritual experience that one can realize only by accepting the line of disciplic succession described above any deviation from that line will bewilder the reader's understanding of the mystery of shri chaitanya charitamrita which is a transcendental literature meant for the postgraduate study of one who has realized all the vedic literatures such as the upanishads and the vedanta sutra and their natural commentaries such as shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita <laughs> anyone who wants to learn all the upanishads the vedas uh, the vedanta sutra the vedangas everything and bhagavad gita you know rama and mahabharat everything if they want to study actually our whole lifetime is not enough but in this chaitanya charitamrita it is said as prabhupad says here is a transcendental literature meant for the postgraduate study of one who has realized all the vedic literatures such as the upanishads and vedanta sutra and the natural commentaries bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam so the subject matter of sri chaitanya charitamrita is so elevated that um it is in, in fact even higher than the shrimad bhagavatam hmm. because it is the what is a practical demonstration of the principles of shrimad bhagavatam exhibited in the form of a devotee who is none other than the incarnation of krishna who is krishna himself so it is not simply um, it, it's nothing it's not a light literature at all it's very very heavy in its truths and its example so is like the quintessence of all vedic literature is chaitanya charitamrita the entire conclusions of all vedic scriptures is um condensed in this chaitanya charitamrita <clears throat> so any deviation from that line will be bewilder the readers understanding of the mystery of sri chaitanya charitamrita which is a transcendental literature meant for the postgraduate study of one who has realized all the vedic literatures all right we have read this this edition of sri chaitanya charitamrita is presented for the study of sincere scholars who are really seeking the absolute truth it is not the arrogant scholarship of a mental speculator but a sincere effort to serve the order of a superior authority whose service is the life and soul of this humble effort so shri prabhupada is saying that his presentation of chaitanya charitamrita in english is not the arrogant scholarship of a mental speculator but a sincere effort to serve the order of a superior authority his guru his spiritual master bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur ordered him to you know write and print books and distribute in the western world especially in english so he is following that superior order so it's a sincere effort to serve the order of a superior authority whose service is the life and soul of this humble effort it does not deviate even slightly from the revealed scriptures and therefore anyone who follows in the disciplic line 
will be able to realize the essence of this book simply by the method of oral reception. Now, although this is the postgraduate study of spiritual life, still, just by submissive oral reception, without trying to challenge, in a mood to learn rather than to challenge, then we can understand uh, this Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now, he comes to describe the first chapter. The first chapter of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita begins with 14 Sanskrit verses that describe the Absolute Truth. Now, these 14 verses are pretty much the subject matter of the first 7 chapters. You will see that these 14 verses and the next 3 verses also have no purpose. Why? Actually, these verses are so, so deep with meanings but then why there are no purports <laughs> because the first seven chapters of this book are the purport of those first 14 verses okay we will read on and i will show you the entire structure of the you know adalila <clears throat> the first chapter of sri chaitanya charitamrita begins with 14 sanskrit verses that describe the absolute truth then the next three Sanskrit verses describe the principal deities of Vrindavan, namely Sri Radha Madan Mohan, Sri Radha Govindadev, and Sri Radha Gopinath, Gopinathji. The first of the 14 verses is a symbolic representation of the Supreme Truth, and the entire first chapter is in actuality devoted to this single verse, which describes Lord Chaitanya in his six different transcendental expansions. What are these six? We will go through all that. Okay. <clears throat> the entire first chapter is actually only about this first verse and actually in the last 20 verses are about the second verse also. So the first two verses are the subject matter of this first chapter. The vast majority of the chapter is devoted to the first verse and the, and the last few verses are for the second verse. <clears throat> the second chapter starts with the explanation of the third verse and the third chapter starts with the explanation of the fourth verse in this way he explains you know one chapter one whole chapter to just is a purport of the entire the <laughs> verses that's why there's no another purport by Srila Prabhupada as he will explain each of those things in in their purports in the in, in the explanations that are given by Krishna Das Kavaraj Goswami himself okay The first manifestation, okay, we'll read again the, again the last line, last sentence of this word. The first of the 14 verses is a symbolic representation of the Supreme Truth. And the entire first chapter is in actuality devoted to this single verse, which describes Lord Chaitanya in his six different transcendental expansions. The first manifestation described is the spiritual master, who appears in two plenary parts called the initiating spiritual master, and the instructing spiritual master. They are identical because both of them are phenomenal manifestations of the Supreme Truth. Next described are the devotees who are divided into two classes, namely the apprentices and the graduates. Next are the incarnations, avatars of the Lord, who are explained to be non-different from the Lord. These incarnations are considered in three divisions, incarnations of the potency of the Lord, incarnations of his qualities and incarnations of his authority. 
In this connection, Lord Sri Krishna's direct manifestations and his manifestations for transcendental pastimes are discussed. Next considered are the potencies of the Lord, of which three principal manifestations are described. The consorts in the kingdom of God, Vaikuntha, the queens of Dwarakadham and highest of all, the damsels of Rajadham. Finally, there is the Supreme Lord himself who is the fountainhead of all these manifestations. This is actually the explanation for the first verse. <clears throat> we will go through the first verse. Maybe we will see the first verse and then come back here and read, read again to just to try to understand what is being explained, you see. Vande Gurun Isha Bhaktan Isham Ishavatarakan Tatprakashamscha Tatchakti Krishna Chaitanya Samyakam Six things have described in this verse and offering obeisances to all the six kinds of manifestations of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Vande Gurun, first spiritual masters in plural. That's why this chapter, the name of this chapter, the first chapter is The Spiritual Masters. It's dedicated to the first um, first verse and especially the first <laughs> manifestation mentioned in the first verse. So, Vande Gurun, Spiritual Masters, Isha Bhaktan, Devotees, Isham, the Supreme Lord, Ishavatarakan, the, the incarnations of Godhead, Tat Prakasham, means the expansions of Godhead you know try to understand expansions and incarnations are different incarnations are when he comes into this material world and expansions are in the spiritual world you know of course the incarnations are also expansions of the Lord but especially when they descend into this um, material world they're called incarnations avatar one who descends that prakasham and that chakti means the um, the potencies the energies of the Supreme Lord, Krishna Chaitanya Samyakam, and the fountainhead of everything, Sri Krishna, who has taken the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So these six manifestations of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, he came down into this world with all these things. That's why these actually um, are expansion. These fourteen verses, indeed are expansions of the um, one verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is this. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, text 5, sorry, chapter 5, text 32, 11, 5, 32. Krishna Varnam Tvisha Krishnam Sangopangastra Parshadam Yajnaihi Sankirtana Prayair Yajantihi Sumedhasaham Krishna Varnam Dvishakrishnam Sango Pangastra Parshadam Yajnaihi Sankirtana Prayair Yajantihi Sumedhasa In the age of Kali, intelligent persons perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead who constantly sings the names of Krishna. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Although his complexion is not blackish, he is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons and confidential companions. So these are the Gurun, Isha Bhaktan, you know, 
ஈஷம் ஈஷாவதாரகான் வாட் இஸ் தட் தத் பிரகாஷம்ஸ் அண்ட் தென் ஃபைனலி தத் சக்தி ஹிஸ் போட்டன்சிஸ் அண்ட் கிரி கிருஷ்ண சைத்தன்ய சம்ஞகம் ஸோ தீஸ் இஸ் த தட் இஸ் த ஜென்ரல் டிஸ்கிரிப்ஷன் அண்ட் தென் ஹீ கோஸ் இன் டு ஈச் கேட்டகரி இன் டீட்டெயில் த தேர்ட்டீன் வேர்ஸ் த ஃபர்ஸ்ட் வேர்ஸ் இஸ் த ஃபுல் எக்ஸ்பிளேஷன் ஐ மீன் த சம்மரைஸ் வேர்ஷன் அண்ட் த அதர் வேர்சஸ் ஆர் மோர் எக்ஸ்பேன்ஷன் யூனோ ஃபார் ஆல் தீஸ் ஆஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ் நவ் லெட்ஸ் கோ பேக் back to this summary okay we'll read this passage again you see the first manifestation okay the first of the 14 verses is a symbolic representation of the supreme truth and the entire first chapter is in actuality devoted to, to devoted to this single verse which describes lord chaitanya and his six different transcendental expansions the first manifestation described is the spiritual master who appears in two plenary parts called the initiating spiritual master and the instructing spiritual master gurun Guru means the plural the initiating spiritual master one singular and the instructing spiritual masters plural and the predecessor acharyas everybody in fact the chaitya guru the guru in the heart paramatma everything is included here and in fact even the vartma pradarshaka guru the one who shows the path that is explained um, when there is a verse from krishna karnamrita of bilumangal thakur okay <coughs> all that is described in this first chapter okay um who appears in two plenary parts called the initiating spiritual master and the instructing spiritual master they are identical because both of them are phenomenal manifestations of the supreme truth phenomenal manifestations means external manifestations of the supreme truth that means because we cannot uh, communicate with the paramatma directly because we are not qualified so the paramatma comes out in the form of the spiritual master which we can whom we can see phenomenal means material nominal means spiritual nominous means spiritual phenomenal means or phenomenal means material another meaning of the word phenomenal is like remarkable you know like that but this is not that meaning there are two meanings of the word phenomenal one is that remark remarkable but but the other meaning is phenomenal means material so they are identical because both of them are phenomenal manifestations of the supreme truth so he comes out and he instructs directly next described are the devotees who are divided into two classes again you see all the subdivisions of each category of the six that are mentioned um next described are the devotees who are divided into two classes namely the apprentices and the graduates so the one who has who is self realized and the one who is on the path who is a sadhaka who's following the sadhana sadhana means the vaidhi bhakti all the rules and regulations according to the instructions of the spiritual master in order to elevate oneself that is called sadhana some of you already know these words so but i'm <laughs> explaining because there are all kinds of audiences here from different parts different countries and some of them are not used to these words sometimes so that's why i'm trying to explain it so sometimes you may know these things but kindly bear with it <clears throat> one other thing to learn here is that when we explain to someone we should i think i i mentioned this in the shloka learning course when we are explaining to someone we should explain in a way that even a 5 year old can understand so you should expect that a 5 year old does not understand anything so you have to explain even the basic thing sometimes so yeah 
<clears throat> sometimes for us things are ah oh, this is yeah this is a common thing is is understood but for the other person he has no clue of it so especially when one does has not read prabhupada's books uh, well enough um he may not be very uh, what is that um accustomed or acclimatized with the kinds of words we use and the kinds of explanations that shri prabhupada gives so therefore sometimes it's necessary to retrade some points right <coughs> so the devotees are classified as apprentices and graduates the self realized and those who are on the path to self realization next are the incarnations avatars of the lord who are explained to be non different from the lord these incarnations are considered in three divisions so again sub category of incarnations actually there are six divisions um they are broadly categorized as three here in this f- for the purpose of the first chapter but later on more are described you know the i think madhyalila um incarnations of the potency of the lord incarnations of his qualities and incarnations of his authority what are these why are they what incarnation of authority so we will understand all that <laughs> shaktyavesh avatar so so many things are there we will understand we will learn all these things in this connection lord shri krishna's direct manifestations and his manifestations for transcendental pastimes are discussed next consider are the potencies of the lord of which three principal principal manifestations are described the consorts in the kingdom of god vaikuntha the lakshmis um the queens of dwarka dham who are even higher than the lakshmi in the vaikuntha Uh, all the lakshmis there are not just one lakshmi you know there are millions of lakshmis there are innumerable narayan forms in the spiritual vaikuntha loka innumerable vaikuntha lokas planets and on each planet there is a presiding narayana form and each narayana has a lakshmi beside him and not just one lakshmi <laughs> millions of lakshmis lakshmi sahasra shatasam bhramasevyamanam lakshmi sahasra shatasam millions and millions of lakshmis and those lakshmis found in the vaikunthas um compared to them the queens of dwarka dham are even superior and the highest of all are the damsels of rajadham the gopis headed by shrimati radharani uh finally there is a supreme lord himself who is the fountain head of all these manifestations so when we talk when we talk about the supreme lord incarnating into this world not only when he came as chaitanya mahaprabhu did he come with all these associates but also in every single incarnation he always comes with his associates and even when he came as krishna he the demi, he he ordered the demigods to take birth in the human society to assist him in his pastimes it's not that he needs their assistance it's it's to assist them in fact in their own spiritual life <laughs> so he is just uh, giving them some service okay i'm coming and here's an opportunity for you to serve me so when krishna comes into this world all the demigods rush to serve the lord and some some uh, take birth in this world as elders of krishna some as equals some as juniors some as enemies some as friends some as you know various different characters with whom he enacts different different roles and you know pastimes and he teaches us so many things by his speaking and by his actions and by his devotees actions so in this way he teaches a lot of things when he comes so it's a grand arrangement 
it's a huge drama it's like completely organized orchestrated play to teach us very very valuable lessons so basically just like the movie actors they you know have this film set and you know so many people you know cameraman and you know actors and you know, all the whole thing whole crew and sometimes the graphics editors and this and that this and that to make a movie to convey a message or entertain or whatever but here this is not just like a stupid movie you know with no meaning here the most uh, important mission is being enacted by the supreme lord dharma samsthapanarthaya um yada yadaya dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyuttanam adharmasya tadatmanam srijamyaham he comes and when he says he comes srijamyaham he is talking in singular but just like when a king says or a president of a country says i am coming to your country that doesn't mean he comes alone in a econo- economy class flight and in or some ship and then you know he comes alone and somebody some taxi he takes some taxi to the no there's a huge entourage with him so when a prime minister says or a president of a country says i am coming to your country means we have to expect what is the delegation of them what is the what is the whole size of the party that's coming so similarly when krishna says srijamyaham although he speaks in singular he comes with all these associates and that he confirmed in the fourth chapter of bhagavad gita where he says bahuni me vyatitani janmani tava charjuna aham tani aham veda sarvani natvam vetha parantapa arjuna you and i we have come many many times into this world in various different incarnations you were also there with me but you don't remember them i do so so in this way he is confirming so whenever he comes he comes with his entourage and even when he came as chaitanya mahaprabhu even though he was a hidden incarnation channavatara hmm he is called a channavatara this is explained in the Ch- shrimad bhagavatam ृषिदेवृत्तुगोथसुगाधवस्ुगाधन channa means covered kalav in the age of kali so in the in the kali yuga he comes as a covered incarnation but although he comes as a covered incarnation he uncovers the most valuable treasure that can ever be given that has never been given that is explained in that in the chaitanya charitamrita anarpita charim chirat करुणयाता करुणयावतीर्णकलौ थिंक इन द थर्ड यू सी हियर अनर्पितचरीम चिरात करुणयावतीर्णकलौ समर्पयितुमुन्नतोज्वलरसाम स्वभक्तिश्रियम हरिह पुरटसुंदरद्युतिकदंबसंदीपितः सदा हृदयकंदरे स्फुरतु वह सचीनंदनः anarpita charim means what you see anarpita not bestowed for a long time never before in other words 
anarpita arpita means best or give or offer it was never offered before uh, never offered before what chaitanya mahaprabhu is offering it has never been offered before anarpita charim chirat karunayavatirna kalau samarpayitum unnatojvalarasa unnatojvalarasam svabhakti shriyam you see may the supreme lord who is known as the son of shrimati sachidevi be transcendently situated in the innermost chambers of your heart resplendent with the radiance of molten gold he has appeared in the age of kali by his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before the most sublime and radiant mellow of devotional service the mellow of conjugal love unnata ujjwala rasam unnata elevated ujjwala rasam conjugal mellow madhurya ras so although he is a covered incarnation channa avatar but he has uncovered the vast treasure as chaitanya mahaprabhu which was never uncovered before it was which was always covered until then he has uncovered that see how omnipotent the supreme lord is even when he comes covered nothing can stop his omnipotence and his his will just like when he was a child he was not you know um when the demon putana came demoness oh i am a child i need to grow up to become god you know I, oh this this demoness is harassing me no he killed her you know lying on her lap sucking her breast he killed her and this is god he never whether he is like a child you know or like channavatar nothing can stop his will uh, from being executed all right um going back Lord Sri Krishna and his plenary expansions are all in the category of the Lord himself. Now his plenary expansions. Hmm? Tat prakasham. Avatara and prakasha different. So um plenary expansions are all in the category of the Lord himself, the energetic absolute truth. Why these words are used the energetic absolute truth? why that adjective energetic these are very specific words they are used for purpose they are not just used for you know meaningless uh, edification or you know like exaggeration no 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 because shakti means potency and the potent shukra and ishopanishad 8th verse um, what is that saparyagat shukram saparyagat shukram means the omnipotent omnipotent or potency the one who has the potency potency can also be translated as energy so one who has the potency is potent so one who has the energy is energetic so because he is the possessor of all kinds of energies and potencies parasya shaktir vividhaiva shruyate shaktir shakti means potency or energy so parasya shaktir vividhaiva shruyate so there are multifarious energies millions and millions and trillions we can't even count and he is shaktiman the owner of all these shakti vishnu shakti paraprokta kshetragnyakhya tatha para avidya karma samgyanya tritiya shakti rishyate the three broad categories of his shakti are the spiritual energy internal energy the, the material energy or the external energy and the marginal energy which is the living entity so these are broad categories but in each of these categories there are 
hundreds and thousands of millions of categories subcategories so the parasha shakti vividhaya shrut but he is the owner of everything sometimes i have heard especially when i was younger that durga devi is called the adi parashakti hmm? but actually durga devi is the material manifestation material incarnation of the real um, parashakti uh, which is subhadra devi and even for her uh, the origin is ultimately shrimati radharani just as krishna has expansions and incarnations krishna's energies also have expansions and incarnations so the expansions of radharani are the gopis especially the priyanarma sakhis even among the sakhis there are so many varieties of sakhis only a few are known to us some are some are the priyanarma sakhis very very intimate associates of radha and krishna and then there are other sakhis gopis and then there are manjaris who are younger in age smaller girls and they assist the uh, slightly elder gopi elder means not like old like a uh, youth like 16 around and these manjaris are around like 12 11 years old that kind of age when i say age it's not like they are 11 years old they became 11 years old. no they are eternally of that um body of, like as if they are always 11 years old in the in the spiritual world there is no passing of time so remembering that we have to understand that so there are so many of these gopis and everything has so many expansions and the queens of dwaraka are also expansions of radharani and the lakshmis of vaikuntha are also expansions of radharani subhadra devi who is the yogamaya potency the existential potency of the entire spiritual world she is also an expansion of radharani and durga is expansion of yogamaya in the material world and so therefore the uh, durga devi is a incarnation of the expansion of the expansion of the expansion of shrimati radharani so uh, as krishna has his um avatars and expansions and avatars his shaktis also have hmm. so in this way um the vast truth of the absolute i mean the absolute truth is being explained here so when we when this word energetic is used we have to understand that he is the possessor when we say absolute truth he is not alone he is energetic that means all these energies all these different manifestations as guru as isha bhaktam hmm guru and isha bhaktan and his expansions his incarnations his potencies his um what is the other one last one um tat prakasham yeah these are the, so these are all even his abode his name his teachings all these are combined all these are his energies the bhagavad gita for example is his energy is his spoken word which was put in writing by vyasadeva who is another another incarnation of krishna you see so all these are his energies and this movement as prabhupad said is the incarnation of chaitanya mahaprabhu the hari krishna movement of course he said is gone <laughs> but when the instruction is not followed then it is not the same as in importance because the instruction is what is the active principle in the movement the order of the spiritual master is the active principle in spiritual life once that is taken away it's a dead thing now so we should always remember that so anyway the, what i'm trying to see um say is each and every word that is being put here is put with utmost deliberation it's not just simply some um just like for example if you want to flatter someone um 
you know um i think vishwankar prabhu <laughs> actually did this very well in his dramas when he delivers the dialogue you know he will say oh you are magnanimous magnetic you know uh, you know like so many words he will he will use just to describe the beauty of a, of a, maybe like when he is acting as ravan <laughs> um then he when he wants to you know kidnap sita in that scene when we are enacting that drama ramayan so vishwankar prabhu usually acts as you know ravan and when he sees uh, mother sita for the first time then he tries to describe her glory to himself just recollecting her beauty and you know he uses all these words magnanimous magnetic um what is that i, I don't even get those words beautiful and you know charming so many words now many of them may you know it, it is like, of course it's an exaggerated flattery and for drama it's all that's a different thing but it's not just like that here here they are used with utmost um meaning everything has meaning that's why it is said energetic absolute truth whereas his devotees his eternal associates um are his energies sorry so whereas devotees his eternal associates are his energies so we are we are also his energies but we are not eternal associates we are nitya baddha we are eternally conditioned there are eternally liberated souls nitya mukta nitya siddha and they are all his energies we are also his energies but now we have forgotten him everything is his energy see the energy and energetic are fundamentally one but since their functions are differently exhibited they are simultaneously different also so we are one with the lord in the sense that we can never be separate from the lord just like heat can never be taken away from fire right so in that way um we can never be separated from the lord but at the same time we are not the lord just like heat is not fire heat is an energy of fire 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 is the energetic <clears throat> like that the energy and energetic are fundamentally one but since their functions are differently exhibited they are simultaneously different also thus the absolute truth is manifested in diversity in one unit that's why there six aspects of chaitanya mahaprabhu diverse like so many categories so many you know but it is one unit the absolute truth this philosophical truth which is pursuant to the vedanta sutra is called achintya bheda bheda tattva or the conception of simultaneous oneness and difference in the latter portion of this chapter the transcendental position of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and that of sri nityananda prabhu are described with reference to the above theistic facts so this is actually concerning the second verse you know this is the second verse the transcendental position of chaitanya mahaprabhu and that of nityananda prabhu we'll see the second verse you see vande shri krishna chaitanya nityanandau sahoditau gaudodaye pushpavantau chitrau shannau tamo nudau i offer my respectful obeisances unto shri krishna chaitanya and lord nityananda who are like the sun and moon they have arisen simultaneously on the horizon of gauda to dissipate the darkness of ignorance and thus wonderfully bestow benediction upon all so there are about 20 verses describing this particular verse and the first 
actually there are a total of 110 verses in this chapter first chapter 110 verses the first 14 are the truth bombs and like all the heavy heavy uh, truth laden verses are thrown first the first 14 of them so that's how chaitanya Mah- i mean uh, chaitanya charitamrita is um, written krishna that's why i said it's very different from the way um, bhagavatam bhagavatam is like it's like a flowing conversation and it goes to one chapter to another here he first you know enumerates all these heavy truth laden verses and then explains one by one one by one one by one one by one and each you know dissecting and trisecting and quadrisecting or whatever whatever secting it and then like very great detail he goes with a lot of references from vedic scriptures but at the same time he says i am trying to give as little information as possible uh, because otherwise this book will just become so voluminous and actually you can see that he says that hmm adalila one first chapter actually there are much more uh, evidences that can be given for each single point that he makes but he just gives like one or two and then goes to the next point because if he really describes and if he really shows all the you know evidences and everything everything it just goes so much more voluminous you see here i have okay you see this is in the towards the very end of this chapter 105th verse वक्तव्य बाहुल्य ग्रंथ विस्तारे डरे डरे मीन्स फियर विस्तारे ना वर्णी सारार्थ कहे अल्पाक्षरे आई पर्पसली अवॉइड एक्सटेन्सिव डिस्क्रिप्शन फॉर फियर ऑफ इंक्रीजिंग द बल्क ऑफ दिस बुक आई शेल डिस्क्राइब द एसेंस एज कंसाइजली एज पॉसिबल ऑफकोर्स ही इज राइटिंग अ बुक यू सी एंड ऑफकोर्स वेन I think there is one other verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita Nanartha um each verse of Shrimad Bhagavatam has nanartha many many meanings even even Bhagavad Gita has many many meanings each of every even Ishopanishad when we learned each of those verses can be expanded upon like one full day we just dis- we just discussing one verse right so how much there is to unpack from each but it's like concisely you know put there in you know in a verse format mm. so when we are discussing we have to discuss from all this bhagavat vichar bhagavat vichar means um this is bhagavat vichar oh sorry <laughs> showing a wrong verse see this is about the this verse is canto uh, 12 chapter 13 verse 18 of shrimad bhagavatam which glorifies shrimad bhagavatam we will read the whole verse and especially the last line is what i want to do that is the definition of bhagavad vichar and vishwambar prabhu actually shared in his social media on his facebook and instagram i think Uh, nicely this part and he explained this that how we should study bhagavatam shrimad bhagavatam puranam amalam yad vaishnavanam priyam 
यस्मिन्पारमहंस्यमेकममलं ज्ञानं परं गीयते तत्र ज्ञान विराग भक्ति सहितं नैष्कर्म्यमाविष्कृतं तच्छ्रिन्वंसु पठन विचारन परो Shreemad Bhagavatam is the spotless Purana. It is most dear to the Vaishnavas because it describes the pure and supreme knowledge of the Paramahamsas. This, this Bhagavatam reveals the means for becoming free from all material work together with the processes of transcendental knowledge, renunciation and devotion. Anyone who seriously tries to understand Shreemad Bhagavatam who properly hears and chants it with devotion becomes completely liberated. Now, um, see, especially the last line, Tat Shrinvan Supatan Vicharana Paro Bhaktya Vimuchyanara. See, Tat Shrinvan, we have to hear from an authorized, bona fide spiritual master, and therefore we have the purports, you know, Shri Prabhupada purports, and by the devotees, that's why we have to hear the classes. So, Shrinvan, but that's not the end, because we hear a lot of things in a, in a session and we read a lot of things, but then we have to assimilate it in our, in our um, mind, in our heart, in our intelligence, we have to, you know, contemplate, ruminate on this. Shrinvan means hearing, Supathan, properly chanting, actually Pathan means also studying. Supatan. Patan means to study. Supatan means like very scrutinizingly studying. Hearing and then scrutinizingly. That's why taking notes is very important. For those of you who are still not taking notes, <laughs> you have to take notes. Because then you can actually, you know, go through it. Because in those times, yes, in Vedic times, way beyond Kali Yuga, uh, before Kali Yuga, sorry, they used to hear once, and that's it. It's trapped. It will not come. Of course, you know, they will explain. But it's not like going from here and come out of here. And no processing in between the two years. No. There is, once they hear from the spiritual master, they remember the entire life. These kind of people are called Shrutadhara. Shrutadhara means, Shruta means to hear, Dhara means to hold. Once they hear, they hold it. That's it. They will never forget. So, as they say, um, in Hindi language, this is called mastak, the head. So, in those days, they used to put everything in the mastak. And in Kali Yuga, our mastak is not very powerful. And therefore, we have to use pustak, which is book. So, we have to note down. In Hindi, pustak means book. So, because we cannot store in the mastak, we have to use pustak. We have to write down notes. And this is called supatan. And when we go through it again, okay, what is being described and, you know. So, when we go through and supatan, studying and vicharanapara. Vicharan means contemplation. Uh, we have to contemplate and think about it deeply. Uh, that's why in the Mukundamala Sotra also, says, let me, let my mind be used for Tattva Chintanam Narayana Tattva Chintanam We take out that verse, you know, Mukundamala Stotram I think it's uh, 28, 
27 i think hmm namami narayana pada pankajam karomi narayana poojanam sada vadami narayana nama nirmalam smarami narayana tatvam avyayam smarami narayana tatvam avyayam see smarami means i remember this is called recollection vicharana hmm. and contemplation narayana tatvam the truth of narayana the infallible truth of narayana see at every moment i bow down to the lotus feet of narayana i perform worship to narayana i recite the pure name of narayana and i reflect on the infallible truth of narayana this reflection on the infallible truth of narayana or krishna has to be done this is called vicharan para and is also explained in the 46th verse of the mukundamala stotra pranamamishasya shira phalam vidus tadarchanam prana phalam divokasah mana phalam tat guna tatva chintanam vachah phalam tad guna kirtanam budhah manah phalam tad guna tatva chintanam what is that the wise inhabitants of the heavenly regions know that the perfection of the head is to offer prostrate obeisances to the supreme lord the perfection of the life breath is to worship the lord the perfection of the mind is to ponder the details of his transcendental qualities not only qualities actually you see okay tatva is tatva and tatva means here it is mentioned details guna tatva means the details of his qualities and tatva also means the philosophy the, everything actually it's it's not different everything is non different tad guna tatva chintanam reflecting on the qualities and the and the truth the infallible truth narayana tatva tatvam avyayam smarami narayana tatvam avyayam so these are the things that we have to do this is called proper study of the scripture swadhyaya swadhyaya means tachrinvan supatan vicharana para bhaktan vimuchyenaraha then what is the what is the result bhaktya vimuchyenaraha becomes totally liberated so if you want liberation if you want krishna bhakti we have to study the bhagavatam with great detail and if we do not know how to do it chaitanya charitamrita will teach us that because the very structure of the compilation of chaitanya charitamrita is that very deep uh, contemplation on the truths of krishna's philosophy krishna philosophy krishna tatva jai krishna tatva vetta shai guru hoy when krishna says in bhagavad gita in the fourth chapter Ninth verse. Janma karma cha me divyam evam yo vetti tatvataha tyaktva deham punar janma naiti maameti sorjuna. So when he says you should know me in truth, in reality, tatvataha, in depth, which not just. Uh, yeah i know krishna he is a hindu god you know is a dark blue color you know he runs around with some gopis talk he spoke some bhagavad gita and he uh, that's it 
दट इज नाट अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ कृष्ण जन्म कर्म चमे दिव्यम एवं यो व्यक्ति तत्वत दिस गुणतत्व चिंतनम दिस हेज टू बी देर नारायण स्मरा नारायण तत्व दिस हेज टू बी देर तत्ण्वन सुपठन विचारण पर हेज टू बी देर दट इज व्यक्ति तत्व एंड सच अ पर्सन हू हेज ऐक्चुअली कंप्लीटली अंडर्स्टूड द ट्रूथ ऑफ कृष्ण जय कृष्ण तत्व व्यक्ता शे गुरु होय ही कैन बी अ गुरु नॉट सिंपली या विल नो अ लिटिल बीट ऑफ कृष्णा एंड देन इमीडिएटली बिकम गुरु नो दैट इज शिक्षा गुरु दैट इज नॉट डिफरेंट बट दीक्षा गुरु एस्पेशली मस्ट बी अ कंप्लीट मास्टर इन द साइंस ऑफ कृष्णा एज मच एज कृष्णा वॉन्ट्स हिम टू नो वंस प्रभुपाद वॉज आस्ट द क्वेश्चन श्री प्रभुपाद दस द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर नो एवरीथिंग ही सेड as much as krishna wants him to know see um, <clears throat> so as much as krishna has revealed we have to study we have to know that much if we do not know what krishna has revealed especially after he has given us the benediction of the spiritual master now we have prabhupad we have his books so krishna made a complete arrangement for our lives for the perfection of our lives and if after all the knowledge that is revealed in the prabhupad's books if we do not know then we are to be blamed yes we cannot know everything about krishna that's fine he is infinite even krishna himself does not know himself that is also said <laughs> because the moment he knows himself his qualities his his attributes increase and then his knowledge will match his qualities and then again his qualities will increase and again you know in this way is just going on and on and on there's competition between his knowledge sorry there's competition between his qualities and his knowledge of his qualities so each is just ever increasing and ever increasing and ever increasing in this way krishna does not reach the end of his own limits in understanding so even brahma or shiva they cannot understand him entirely but as much as he has revealed we must understand we must understand and therefore we must study these scriptures because this is already given that means krishna wants us to know this so we have to know this if we are not knowing this and say ah nobody can understand krishna no who can understand krishna never mind no that means we are lazy yes krishna cannot be understood but what he revealed we can understand right the whole thing is not about understanding him at all the most important thing is our mind must be absorbed in him so by contemplating his teachings by contemplating his scriptures our mind is absorbed in him and that is what is the real purifying factor it is not that okay let's become a scholar at krishna's no that's not the whole point the whole point is how much are we absorbed in manah phalam tad guna tatva chintanam it is not said you should perfect the knowledge of his guna and tatva but manah phalam the perfection of the mind is to always think of the gunan tatva of krishna and of course dadami buddhi yogam tum krishna will also give the intelligence for us to understand the more we but to whom he will give tesham satata yukta nam it is not that because we are you know because we try to always think about krishna's you know philosophy and all these things so with our intelligence we can understand krishna no if we are humbly trying to um, understand the philosophy and not just you know speculate sit down and know yeah this way that way this way. no by actually engaging in his service 
<laughs> because unless we serve sa rahasyam tadangam cha grahana gaditam maya so we have to serve the lord according to his instructions and then we will gain positive understanding by the mercy of krishna dadami buddhi yogam tam he will give the knowledge when we try to employ our mind in thinking of him he will tesham satata yuktanam that means those who are always satata means always yuktanam engaged in krishna's service whether by hearing chanting remembering offering prayers doing you know service manual labor whatever it is if one is serving krishna then dadami buddhi yogam he will give the intelligence for us to understand so ultimately is all dependent on him the only thing that we can do is engage ourselves in krishna's service and contemplate on his philosophy and uh, try to learn the shlokas try to understand try to follow everything and try to preach this to others then the whole bliss of krishna consciousness can be felt by the devotee right <clears throat> that is why here it is said you see in the let's go back oh. you see here in the 10th chapter ಮಚಿತ್ತಾಮದ್ಗತಪ್ರಾಣಬೋಧಯಂತಃಪರಸ್ಪರಂಕಥೆಯಂತಶ್ಚ from always enlightening one another and conversing about me and when we say about krishna we also mean about his service about okay for example devotees they they meet like we have meetings in the temple what are the subject matters of the meetings how to expand the preaching how to reach out this this message far and wide how to increase the service in the temple how to engage more devotees this is the subject matter so this is also conversing about krishna the knowledge about krishna the service of krishna uh, everything krishna means everything krishna means krishna and his service and his abode his everything his holy name everything so it brings great satisfaction a devotee's life will be content if he engages in this way otherwise even a devotee will feel dry if he doesn't engage in krishna katha if he is not you know with who you know with devotees and not engaging in service his devotion service will dry up so all these things must be there to nourish and in by such nourishment huh, the devotional creeper will flourish so going back yeah i was telling that I have purposely avoid I purposely avoid extensive description for fear of increasing the bulk of this book I shall describe the essence as concisely as possible and he quotes um some vedic I think um, vedic scripture mitam cha saram cha vacho hi vagmita iti essential truth spoken concisely is true eloquence like unlike me you know like I, I go on for like 3 hours <laughs> ಮಿತಂ ಸಾರಂ ಚೋ ಹಿ ವಾಗ್ಮಿತ ಸೊ ಇಸೆನ್ಷಿಯಲ್ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಸ್ಪೋಕನ್ ಕನ್ಸೈಸ್ಲಿ ಇಸ್ ಟ್ರೂ ಇಲೋಕ್ವೆನ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಅಫ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ವೆನ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ಈಚ್ ಆಫ್ ದೀಸ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾ
the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, he explained for three months. Three months, he was discussing one verse. That kind of depth is there in each and every single one of these verses. So, if we do not know how to really study Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita will teach us how to study Bhagavatam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is personally showing us how to study Bhagavatam. We will see as we go on. If you actually read Chaitanya Charitamrita, you will know how to study Bhagavatam. Hmm. So, going back here. This philosophical truth which is pursuant to the Vedanta Sutra is called Achinta Bheda Bheda Tattva or the conception of simultaneous oneness and difference. In the latter portion of this chapter, the transcendental position of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and that of Sri Nityananda Prabhu are described with reference to the above theistic facts. Now, I will not take so much of your time. Um, what I will go through now is the structure of the first chapter. The structure of the first chapter. Now, <clears throat> just to try to understand because the order is it looks jumbled up it's not because the, the way Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami explains is different than the way it is usually explained in Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam actually even Bhagavad Gita you will see kind of the same format because the whole second chapter of Bhagavad Gita the title of the chapter is contents of the Gita summarized so the second chapter in fact has the entire subject matter of Bhagavad Gita concisely but then Krishna expands upon each of them just that he doesn't say that he is expanding upon it it is just like a natural flowing conversation uh, between Arjuna and Krishna um, but here Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami he actually tells it that he throws all these verses first 14 powerful verses in Sanskrit and then he explains each verse in each chapter that much purport is you know in these verses so now let's go through this um, I have done a kind of an overview I will switch my screen and you will see me right at the I think this corner here and the big screen will be shown uh, let's see if it works properly <laughs> hmm? So, I'll just show you one second. Okay, here we go. I'm there in the bottom right corner. And here is the first chapter. Chapter 1, number of verses, 110. Chapter scope, like what this whole chapter contains. So, that's explained here. Well, now it becomes very, very detailed. And here also there are more um, uh, subdivisions. As you can see those triangle bullet points on the left. Um, some are dark black and some are like grey. Some are black. So the black means they have more, more, you know, sub-branches. So actually, this is the category I've just like, um, like a tree structure I have done. Just to show you, kind of get an idea of the whole structure of the first chapter at least. So the chapter scope. Firstly, there are these 14 verses describing the absolute truth. 
as we know very powerful verses and in fact we have gone through kind of briefly about these verses in the introduction to chaitanya charitamrita if you remember so that is this 14 verses and then the 15th to 17th verses are the prayers to the three principal deities of vrindavan right what are they uh, who are they madan mohan govind dev and gopinath madan mohan is the um presiding deity for sambandha gyan and govind sambandha gyan means the knowledge which reveals our relationship with the supreme lord to establish the position of supreme lord and our position and our relationship between us that is sambandha sambandha means relationship um sambandha sambandha gyan knowledge then abhideya abhideya means the functional devotional service so now that i have understood i am eternal servant of krishna that is the sambandha that is our relationship to krishna now we don't have any sambandha we are like anatha we are like orphans we don't know the connection with our real father supreme lord that's the state of the materialistic people they don't know the supreme lord they don't know their relationship with the supreme lord there is no sambandha now actually there is because the lord is maintaining us it's just that we have forgotten the sambandha cannot be broken just that we have forgotten the remembrance is broken so that remembrance to give us back smriti smriti um smriti labdha so that that's why in the end of the bhagavad gita he says uh, what is that 1873 nashta moha smritir labdha tvat prasadan maya chuta now my memory is re- i have regained my memory so that means what is that memory that means i understood yes i am actually your eternal servant so what are we learning what we are learning here in this in this whole um, devotional life the sambandha gyan is we are learning that we are krishna's eternal servant but we are not learning it we are actually trying to remember it we have forgotten it only that's why there was one interview of uh, shri prabhupada in america in the early days i think 1966 or 67 around there there was this interview where a reporter asked him why have you come to this um, country then prabhupada's immediate answer was i have come to teach you what you have forgotten <laughs> the reporter wouldn't understand what what did we forget when when did we forget let that all come later on still prabhupada although he would not understand exactly what prabhupada is talking about he 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 spoke it i have come to teach you what you have forgotten you know and then of course i mean the reporter is not so intelligent way really question on that what what did we really forget but i mean um, um, prabhupada explains it briefly to the extent that he can understand so anyway the sambandha abhideya means the engagement in devotional service now that we have understood i am a servant so i have to serve so if i don't serve i am not a servant so just saying i am a servant i am a servant is not a servant i should serve then i am a servant so that service is abhideya the function of devotional service and prayojana and so govind dev ji rupa goswami's deity madan mohan is sanatan goswami's deity actually you can see those temple in uh, vrindavan if you go the goswami temples the madan mohan deity is there the govind dev ji deity i mean uh, temple is there and then the gopinath ji you know temple is also there and then finally the gopinath uh, govind dev ji for uh, sorry is rupa goswami's deity and gopinath uh, 
Who's Daiti? See, I forgot. Maybe somebody can help me with the comments. Who's Daiti is Radha Gopinath ji. So Radha Gopinath is the uh, Daiti for Prayojana, Gyanu. Presiding Daiti for the Prayojana means the goal of this whole spiritual life. That means that is to attain the love for Krishna just as the gopis have achieved. That is the prayojana. So they are the three principal deities. At that time, at the Goswami's time, the Vrindavan was not as populated as it is now. Very, very less. In fact, even until the time when Srila Prabhupada came there and established the Krishna Balram there and uh, all the foreign devotees came in from different parts of the world, then all the merchants came and started this bazaar and you know, like big, big, you know, Make, trying to make business there and it has become even more popular but before that it was not as popular it was not as uh, congested and especially when the Goswami's time it was all forgotten nobody knows nobody knew where was Radha Kund and Sham Kund Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to a paddy field and you know he showed this is Radha Kund and this is Sham Kund completely lost so at that time nobody knew completely so, at that time, the temples were very, very few and far between. And these three principal deities were the chief temples in Vrindavan, Radha. Of course, now the most famous deity in Vrindavan is Banki Bihari. So, previously, actually, no. Um, Radha Madan Mohan, Radha Govinda, Radha Gopinathji. Like that. So then these are the prayers and in the 19th chapter, 19th verse of the first chapter, in the purport, the significance of the three deities are mentioned. Why Madan Mohan is the Sambandha presiding deity for Sambandha Gyan and why Govinda Devji is the presiding deity for Abhideya and why Gopinathji is the presiding deity for Prayojana. <coughs> so that is described and then from the 20th verse to the 31st verse, the categorization of the first 14 important verses. These 14 powerful verses, huh? they are categorized. Different categories of the verses are mentioned. So, six verses regarding Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, first to six, and five verses regarding Lord Nityananda Prabhu, two verses regarding Advaita Prabhu, and one verse regarding the Pancha Tattva. If you combine six plus five, eleven, plus two, thirteen, plus one, fourteen. So, fourteen verses, so these are the categorization. And in the six verses of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there is further categorization. The first two verses are offering obeisances generally and specifically. Mentioning the... You will understand as we actually read the chapter. I am just briefly going through the whole thing. Verse 3 out of the six about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are defining the absolute truth. Verse 4, invoking the blessing of Lord Chaitanya and the external reason for his advent. To um, give the... Unna Tojjala Rasa, that verse, is the fourth verse. Anarpita Charim Chirat. What is that? Karuna Yavatirna Kalao. So he is offering something which nobody has ever, no incarnation has ever bestowed. The conjugal love. Unna Tarasa. So that is the external reason though. There is another confidential and the prime reason. That is described in verses 5 and 6. The confidential, the internal reason for Lord Chaitanya's advent. So these are the first six verses. And mind you, 
there are chapters dedicated for each of these like verses 1 and 2 this first chapter is about all verses 1 and 2 only second chapter is about verse 3 only third chapter is about verse 4 only and verse, fifth chapter is about verses 5 and 6 only and each each of these chapters has hundreds of verses you know i think more than 100 each maybe some even more i don't know why don't we just make a count just for the sake of it Adalila, here 110 verses, second chapter, let's see, 121, um, oh, and third chapter, let's see, how many, 114, fourth chapter, Oh, 277. Can you imagine that? 277 verses in the fourth chapter. Fifth chapter. This is why there was, there's no purport for these verses, you know. <laughs> not that, oh, these are all not important verses. No, they're so important that the chapters are dedicated for them. <laughs> okay, let's go to the fifth chapter. This is, I think, one of the longest. This is also 235, 5th chapter. This is about Nityananda, the glories of Nityananda Prabhu. And the 6th chapter. One hundred 7th chapter. One hundred and seventy-one. These seven chapters describe the first fourteen verses. First fourteen verses. Actually, you know what? I am in the different. <laughs> I am in the different screen, and I am trying to show this. Oh my Krishna! Okay, I think you did not see all this, right? I was actually looking at this screen here, and I was just going on talking, and even I have switched off the comments so maybe somebody of you have showed me but anyway you have heard me so that many verses are there in each of these chapters and that these seven chapters are what is um, the explanation of the first 14 verses so just imagine how much depth there is to these first 14 verses of the Chaitanya Charitamrita so going back if you have not seen again you see this fourth chapter look at this 277 can you imagine that 277 fifth chapter also 235 they are the most voluminous chap chapters in the adhilila of course there are even more voluminous chapters in the madhyalila 300 over verses are also are there i think even in the antilila maybe i don't know but just to explain a single verse, 277 verses. So that's how deep this Chaitanya Charitamrita is. And this is this is called Tachrinvan Supatan Vicharana Paro. Now we understand what is really the meaning of all these words in the Srimad Bhagavatam. That's how Chaitanya Charitamrita is structured. 
so going back oh yeah I need to show it I need to take you to the other screen and okay um, five and six see five verses regarding Lord Nityananda um, this is the categorization uh, five verses regarding Lord Nityananda actually there is one chapter 235 verses the fifth chapter is about these five verses of Nityananda Prabhu it's in one one chapter and two verses regarding Advaita Acharya that's a whole chapter in itself and then one verse regarding Panchatattva that's a whole chapter itself so each of them minimum 100 verses 120 minimum so let's imagine how deep this is um, now the in the first chapter 22nd verse he says the ingredients of invocation which are defining the objective offering benedictions and offering obeisances we'll go through all this when we go through then you will understand more um, so invocation means the mangala charana like every time we say the prayers before we start the class these are mangala charan prayers so we are invoking auspiciousness um, so the mangala charan has three constituent parts defining the objective offering benedictions, offering obeisances. So these are the three constituent parts of a Mangalacharan. So who is the object of um, all, uh, I mean, prayers, the Supreme Lord, and the benedictions, seeking benedictions of the Lord, and offering those benedictions upon the readers or the hearers of the particular, uh, what is that? <coughs> class or the book that we are reading and then offering obeisances our respects like even before Bhagavatam we said Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chayva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojayam Udireya so Namaskritya is offering obeisances then Nashta Prayashu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavat Sevaya Bhagavat Yuttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Nashtika this is the benediction you see it's a benediction now what will happen when you actually read Bhagavatam Oh, Nashta Prayashabhadresh, all the dirty things in the heart are almost completely destroyed uh, when Nityam Bhagavat Seva, if we, every day we serve the Bhagavatam. Bhagavat means two things, the Grantha Bhagavat and the Devotee Bhagavat, the person Bhagavat. So, serving the Bhagavatam means to read the Bhagavatam or any Bhagavatam means about Bhagavan. That is Srimad Bhagavatam or his uh, Bhagavad Gita which is Krishna's words or Chaitanya Charitamrita or Nectar of Devotion or Nectar of Instruction everything is about Bhagavan again from a pure devotee uh, that's why we read Srila Prabhupada's books no need to you know find out this Upanishad that Puran uh, no need if we actually really sit down and read Prabhupada's books you will understand that your lifetime is not enough 10 lifetimes are not enough to really understand so there actually is so much knowledge even in here alone hmm. so an obeisances benedictions and of course defining the objective so if you see even om ajnana timiran first of all om namo bhagavate vasudevaya stating the objective vasudevaya and om namo means obeisances bhagavate defining he is actually the um, Supreme Personality of Godhead who Vasudeva so that is defining the objective and offering obeisances so in this way Mangalacharan has all these three constituents defining the objective offering benedictions offering obeisances ok 
Okay, that is in the first chapter, twenty-second verse. Then Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami announces that he would begin explaining the intricacies of each of these fourteen verses. This is in the thirtieth verse. He says this, and thirty to thirty-four, verse one describes the absolute truth in six features. What are they? Spiritual masters, Guruun, devotees, Isha Bhaktan, diverse energies, Tat Shakti, incarnations, Isha Vatarakan, and plenary portions, Tat Prakasham. And fountainhead absolute truth, Sri Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So these are the six features. Um, Krishna Chaitanya, uh, Samgika, Samgyakam. <clears throat> so that's the first verse. So that's the thirty verses, thirty-two to thirty-four. they actually expand upon the verse 1 stating the six at i mean the six features of the absolute truth then 35 through 43 these verses de- defining and offering obeisances to the six features of the absolute truth you know verse 1 just mentions them i mean verses 32 through 34 mentions the six features 35 through 43 defines them and offers obeisances to the spiritual masters to the devotees to the incarnation advaita acharya to the plenary portion this is uh, nityananda prabhu then internal potency this is gadhadhar pandit uh, and defining an offering actually to the devotees headed by shrivas actually that's why we say shrivas adi gaurabhakta vrinda what is shrivas adi gaurabhakta vrinda shrivas adi beginning with shrivas all the gaurabhakta vrinda the group of <coughs> the 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 complete multitude of devotees of chaitanya mahaprabhu headed by shrivas he is the chief of all devotees who is the incarnation of narad muni actually so okay i think we have the explanation of radha gopinath okay we will we will see in the comment section <coughs> when uh, after the end of the class right then defining the objective and offering obeisances explaining the explanation of the guru tattva the first one is now the guru right define i mean mentioning them defining and offering obeisances is done now explain explanation of the guru tattva vande gurun that guru guru is non different from krishna verses 44 through 46 47 to through 49 guru is the manifestation of the Parama, paramatma super soul 50 through 56 the lord as spiritual master instructed as instructed the chatushloki bhagavatam to brahma um so the spiritual the lord acts as a spiritual master and that is exemplified in the chatushloki bhagavatam which is found in the second canto ninth chapter verses 33 34 35 and 36 the original bhagavatam is that actually only these four verses vedavyas has expanded the original four verses मितम चारम चट इज सुमित 
again we'll go back to that verse one second um adi one ओंकार and manifested itself as the gayatri mantra and from the gayatri mantra it expanded up into the entire vedic knowledge the flute sound of krishna it's not just some sweet music only it is filled with knowledge also in fact it is said even when garuda flaps his wings you know when a bird flaps his wing you know the kind of sound effects <laughs> but the sound effect that was coming when garuda was flapping his wings was samaveda verses were being emanating from the flapping of garuda's wings this is how um even from the when even hanuman's body not just from his mouth but every pore of his body was chanting ram 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 like this so um great devotees you know everything about them is transcendental so essential truth spoken concisely so the lord spoke very concisely and brahma because he is very intelligent he could understand it but because we are not intelligent explanation expansion of explanations you know so 18000 verses 18000 verses have been derived from the four verses of shrimad bhagavatam and there is chatushloki bhagavad gita also which is the 10th chapter 8th 9th 10th and 11th verses and from the chatushloki bhagavad gita the entire bhagavad gita was spoken was derived from so in this way uh was spoken so even the sound of krishna's flute that is even no word apparently but that sound effect is not just of some sweet, sweet music and without anything no it was filled with potency of vedic knowledge that's why when gopis although they were never um experts in spiritual like you know vedas and you know, they were they were not like scholars in vedic literatures no but when krishna blew his flute they ran they surrendered to the sound of flute of krishna so when krishna blows his flute all the vedic knowledge is within that flute itself and when the gopis have surrendered to such knowledge so to such flute it is understood it is deemed that they have understood everything about vedic literature in fact nobody has understood better than them ramya kachid upasana vrajavadhu vargena ya kalpita shri chaitanya mahaprabhu matam idam so chaitanya mahaprabhu's philosophy is that of course there are five aspects to his philosophy one of them is the method chosen by the gopis is the best method and what was their method when krishna blew the flute they ran whatever they were doing they ran that's that's the kind of dedication they had uh, it's not just some oh some lusty affairs completely different from that hmm. <clears throat> that's why we cannot really understand krishna without understanding him his his uh, his position 
what is the meaning of his blowing the flute krishna imparted brahma with entire knowledge of the vedas just by blowing the flute that is the blowing of krishna's flute so if we just oh some oh some boy is blowing some flute and the girl got romantically attracted and then you know it was all a love story you know like you know no 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 it's not like a indian movie love story no full of knowledge so therefore jay krishna tatva vetta shay guru hoy so it's not easy thing krishna tatva vetta this position is not very easy thing so therefore that is the reason why krishna das kaviraj goswami before even starting what is chaitanya mahaprabhu how he was born where he was born and what he did before he even did that he first explained in absolute meticulous detail what is the position of chaitanya mahaprabhu and all his associates so that we can have even a slight appreciation for the greatness of chaitanya mahaprabhu so this is the reason why we have to read all this before that's why the first adilila is very very technical very philosophical very deep after that only the pastimes start hmm. but we should not jump into the pastimes without understanding this position because otherwise we will not get the full essence of each and every of those pastimes if we don't understand the truth about krishna of of chaitanya mahaprabhu just like the flute blowing of krishna people take it to be uh, like a romantic you know some extramarital condemned affairs no no they are the most highly elevated affairs in creation <clears throat> so going back to the other explanation so chatushloki the lord as spiritual master instructed the chatushloki bhagavatam to brahma so it is showing that how the lord has manifest because here he is giving the proof so when the the, the way Ch- krishna skavraj goswami presents it is as chaitanya mahaprabhu also presents it when he says something he will first say it what he wants to say and then he will give all the supporting documents or supporting evidence to back up what he is saying so because the six features of the absolute truth involve one day gurun so the gurun is one of his features to prove that he he brought out this point where uh, guru is the manifestation of paramatma and the lord actually instructed so he acted as the guru to brahma so so guru is actually one of the features of the absolute truth krishna so for each of those things gurun and bhaktan and all these things features he uh, provides evidence from the vedas from bhagavatam and when he says this he doesn't say it he doesn't simply say it he he actually quotes the verses that's why these verses 50 to 56 47 to 49 44 to 46 all these verses that you see here in them there are also bhagavatam verses there are some uh, krishna karnamrita verse 1.57 is krishna karnamrita verse and mostly bhagavatam in this chapter so in this way there are so many evidences for each of these his statements so like that he delineates the whole thing so 57 reference of bilumangal thakur offering obeisances to his spiritual masters you see because he said vande gurun right so he has <laughs> presented evidence that a great acharya also has done this bilumangal thakur he has offered um his obeisances to his gurus the different gurus so vande gurun even that vande gurun also he is trying to prove it see it is done by acharyas i am not concocting anything 
that's why krishna das kavras goswami is saying because in the future in especially in kaliyuga right people will just say anything and everything whatever they like right so he is showing every single thing whatever he is saying vande gurun provide evidence <laughs> vande gurun provide evidence uh, actually we we'll let us see that evidence you see <laughs> everything is evidence see because there will be some people you know vande gurun how can you say vande gurun what is this you know not shastrik not sampradaya okay so let me show so that's why he shown to just show that he is not concocting anything even in vande gurun also there is no concoction you see this is krishna karnamrita bilumangal thakur chintamanir jayati somagirir guru me no oh, this is or oh, this is the other tune chintamanir jayati somagirir guru me oh i have forgotten again okay here we go चिंतामणिर्जयति सोमगिरिर्गुरुमे शिक्षा गुरुश्च भगवान् शिखिपिंच मौलिः यत्पादकल्पतरुपल्लवशेखरेषु लीला स्वयंवररसं लभते जयश्रीः ऑल ग्लोरीज टू चिंतामणि एंड माय इनिशिएटिंग स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर सोमगिरि नाउ वी हैव वन सोमगिरि प्रभु सिटिंग इन द who sitting in the audience here actually his name was derived from this verse from he's from hungary so his thing is his name is derived from this verse because initiating spiritual master of bilvangal thakur was somagiri in fact he was also known as chief disciple of vishnu swami vishnu swami sampradaya anyway you see all glories to chintamani and my initiating spiritual master somagiri why he is all glories who is the chintamani he is a prostitute why he is all glories to chintamani why glorious to prostitute why no because she was the vartma pradarshak guru of him that means or it is also called path pradarshak guru path or vartma means the same path path pradarshak guru means the one who has shown the path initially the first one who has introduced us to krishna consciousness that person is the path pradarshak guru or vartma pradarshak guru so that has been chintamani for belomangal thakur because when he went to the in a great storm he took great risk in you know for his life and he went to see this prostitute just to have sex so when she opened the door wow you have come at this i, I never expected in my wildest dreams that you would come today because such a huge storm how did you even make it how did you cross the river and how did... then he said anything for you you know pilumangal thakur said you know then she was like she was shaking her head in disbelief if only this much attraction you had for krishna you would have been a very great sadhu very great devotee the moment she said that immediately he left her because his previous life's memory came back because in his previous life he was actually a a devotee who has went until bhava stage and then somehow or other he fell down so immediately that that remembrance of his devotion so that devotional attitude came back what yeah actually left and then went to vrindavan of course on the path he again tried to i mean again almost lost his senses but again he blinded himself because he got attracted to another woman and um, in fact she was a wife of a brahmana and he asked the brahmana can i enjoy your wife shameless right and then uh, the brahmana said all right sadhu you know we must we must uh, always satisfy the sadhu so he gave his wife 
okay this is your room you enjoy husband gave the wife for the and the wife also being a chaste wife she obeyed her husband went into the room and then bellumanga thakur when he saw this he was like oh he was disgusted he we decided okay then he asked the asked the lady to give her hairpin take out her hairpin two hairpins were there take out then uh, she took out hairpins first she thought you know he would be enjoying with her um enjoying her body so first she because hair was tied so she want she thought he wanted the hair loose so she took out the hairpins and gave it to him then he took those hairpins and just put it into his eyes open his eyes and put it straight into his eyes and blinded himself and the whole eyes were bleeding he said this is the f- this is a, the fit punishment for me because these eyes are luring me away from krishna and you know always i am being attracted to this nonsense and i having this completely rubbish desires let me become blind i don't need these eyes anymore these eyes are my biggest enemy he blinded himself he got he got so disgusted with himself how can i ask a wife of a brahmana and this brahmana has so innocently he has i mean so truthfully he has given his wife and the wife is also not complaining and she is also just obeying him all for what for my nonsense desire what is this what a shameless creature i am blinded himself and mind you he went first of all to the prostitute chintamani when his father died his father died and he did quickly the the death ceremony you know the uh, quickly we put the fire and then finish 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 okay 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 finish okay fine okay good now the storm started and then he ran his father died and he ran and he took the you know he 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 saw the whole river become so high because of the water you know the river swell the so the water was so high and everything and the current was so you know dangerous and then he caught on to something he thought it was a log a tree a broken tree log he caught on to it and somehow swam in the other direction because he had to cross the river so he crossed and then he he got on to the bank and then he saw it was not actually a then when he left the so called log and when he got onto the land then he saw what it was it was actually a a dead body of a human he thought it was a log in his madness he did not even see what he was holding on holding on to and like that he oh that was that was oh that was a body okay then he ran he ran and ran and came finally to this place of a, I mean, a big palace of this prostitute i mean big house <clears throat> and it, this house has you know big big walls and then the gate from the gate he was shouting chintamani chintamani but she could not hear the storm was so you know it was nobody could imagine what kind of storm it was it was very loud so she could not hear anything completely so there was no point okay he wanted to jump onto the wall and get get onto the other side so he found some rope and you know uh, hanging from the wall he just you know uh, you know grabbed the rope and then climbed and jumped to the other side then he saw actually what he was holding he was holding on to a snake he threw the snake whoa then he again got and you know uh, slammed the door hard you know knocked on the door very hard dang 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 then finally she opened then she was surprised then she said this if you were if this much attraction you had for krishna what a great devotee you would have been immediately he left and then on the way on the way to vrindavan he got bewildered by this but then you know 
finally he blinded himself and he went to vrindavan and for 700 years he was there and he became a pure devotee completely pure devotee so pure so pure that krishna personally came to him and chatted with him gave him milk took complete care of bilumangal thakur and he wrote such beautiful verses and such beautiful songs that even chaitanya mahaprabhu so many times quoted krishna karnamrita written by bilumangal thakur so this is the story so he um offered his respects to all his gurus first chintamani who showed him the path then his initiating spiritual master somigri all glories to my instructing spiritual master who is a supreme personality of godhead who wears peacock feathers in his crown because actually krishna used to come to him when he was blind he could not see krishna with his eyes but because he is a pure devotee santa sadaiva hridayeshu vilokayanti he could see krishna um so he was there so that because krishna was always speaking to him personally as boy krishna and therefore he was his instructing spiritual master so he offered his obeisances there under the shade of his lotus feet which are like desire trees jayashri radharani enjoys the transcendental mellow of an eternal consort so in this way he vande gurun the plural in plurality he he mentioned the guru word so that is uh, confirmed by this verse by um bilumangal thakur so quickly we'll go through the the rest of the summary the spiritual master so 57th verse as you can see can we see yeah so 57th is a reference to bilumangal thakur and then 58th to through 60 spiritual master communicates the message of the super soul so how the spiritual master is actually a manifestation of krishna Uh, this is all about the spiritual masters so how spiritual master communicates to us the message of the super soul paramatma in the heart how he comes out as a spiritual master and benedicts us i mean instructs us <coughs> with reference to shrimad bhagavatam shloka everything super soul spelling is wrong okay pure devotee is identical with the lord because he carries the lord's message for that also there is evidence from the bhagavatam so that is the guru tattva vande gurun 44 through 64 21 verses 21 verses on the guru okay next 65 through 67 3 on explanation of incarnation this is actually very very brief this will be more detailed will be given by chaitanya mahaprabhu himself in the madhya lila so here it is just like very very um small summary just three verses then 68 through 78 mention of explanations of plenary expansions 11 verses then 79 through 80 79 80 2 uh, verses energies of godhead tat shakti uh, 81 and 82 devotees of godhead isha bhaktan 83 through 103 this is the explanation of the second verse okay explanations of the plenary expansions if we see here there are prakash expansions and vilas expansions and as you can see seven verses here 69 through 75 are about prakash expansions 76 through 78 three verses are about vilas expansions again these are very brief exp- brief explanations more explanation is given by um, later on in the chaitanya charitamrita now these 83 to 103 21 verses again explanation of the second verse 89 83 to 89 seven verses gaurnitha are like the sun and moon dispelling darkness and revealing transcendental knowledge with shastrik evidence how they do it and you know 
<clears throat> then 90 through 103 dispelling darkness so the sun and moon like illumination what it does it dispels darkness and it shows everything right the darkness is removed and we are shown the complete picture two things happen uh, simultaneously so the dispelling darkness is uh, the defining darkness <laughs> before even dispelling darkness what is darkness and then how gaurnitha actually dispels that darkness and reveals the light transcendental knowledge the light of transcendental knowledge so this is the um 90 through 94 five verses defining darkness and 95 through 103 um how many nine verses describing gaurnitha how they dispel the darkness so this is basically the first two verses and first and 104th is the announcement that the explanation of the third verse will start and the second chapter because mind you 110 verses are only there and here is already 104 so this is actually coming to the end of the chapter so when he says i'm going to explain the third verse that's the next chapter and then he says i'm explaining very briefly actually more explanations can be given but i'm explaining briefly <laughs> briefly is already seven chapters dedicated to only 14 verses you see and each chapter hundreds and hundreds of verses that is brief that is his level of brief just to understand true eloquence is to concisely speak the truth okay offering benedictions to the readers you know 107 through 109 3 verses and finally 110th verse every chapter the last verse will be the same let's see what is the last verse shri rupa raghunath padejar as ash chaitanya charitamrita kahi krishnadas shri rupa raghunath padejar as Chaitanya Charitamrita Kohi Krishnadas Praying at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Sri Raghunath Always desiring their mercy I Krishnadas narrates Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Following in their, in their footsteps Every chapter ends like this In the Chaitanya Charitamrita So this is kind of an overview Of the first chapter And we will go through each of these uh, verses Like so how I am going to take it from here Is that the next chaitanya charitamrita class we will go through um the first verse and we will go through all the explanations of the first verse so it will be actually somewhere in the 30 and then 40 50 60 70 80 so these verses we will go through and then we will come back to the um second verse and then the um actually there are three three verses the prayers to the three deities of vrindavan so we will cover that and then the explanation to that before we even start the first verse yeah then we will start with the first verse <clears throat> and then after that is the second verse and in this way we will uh, go so it will not exactly be a verse to verse like as we do bhagavad gita classes or shrimad bhagavatam classes like every verse every verse like that um we will not exactly go in that way because chaitanya charitamrita krishnadas kavraj goswami himself gives the explanation for the verse so first of all he gives all the verses and then the explanations for each of those verses so we will go to the first verse and jump to the explanation and then go back to the second verse and jump to that explanation and then in that way we will go all right so maybe we we might cover many verses in one class so that's how it's going to go so just to give you a preview of how is this going to go chaitanya charitamrita um i have dedicated this class for that 
all right so with that i would like to conclude this session and now we will go through the question and answers all right so there are questions here um first by bhakta virendra is brahma samhita also post graduate study in krishna consciousness well not um it's not mentioned like that but there are very very high truths in the brahma samhita itself in fact the brahma samhita has only 60 what 63 or 64 verses let's see let's do a take a quick glance brahma samhita <laughs> somagiri prabhu is saying once a week so chaitanya charitamrita class is not enough actually i also feel that okay 62 verses in brahma samhita 62 verses in brahma samhita but in those 62 verses ah uh, the the amount of information that is there condensed in those verses and especially if you um, if you read the purports of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur for which you will need a big fat dictionary to understand each of his words if you really go deep dive into this brahma samhita oh that's huge a lot of lot of things are packed into just 62 verses in fact we can do even a series on brahma samhita itself you know from from verse 1 2 3 4 all that because usually the govinda madhapurusham verses are only um, of course ishvara parama krishna the first one and then the 29th through 56 these are the govinda madhapurusham verses but the others also have lots and lots of important verses there in the brahma samhita as well so we can actually i don't know when at this rate that we're going thrice weekly i don't know when we can finish <laughs> um we will try we will try Uh, whenever possible you know we may conduct special sessions you know for this kind of series yeah let me think how to do all that anyway so yeah it has a lot of um, you know high highly elevated truths in the brahma samhita but the detail that is there in chaitanya charitamrita is unmatched so actually chaitanya charitamrita is a post graduate study next Oh, there is a comment by Pita Prabhu. He is actually a Prabhupada disciple. He is a very elderly devotee. In fact, my humble obeisance is to Pita Prabhu. He says, uh, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, your, peaching, your preaching is very advanced. Shri Prabhupada is very proud of you. Your words are flowing. Oh my God, that is too much. <laughs> it is too much of a glorification. <clears throat> I, I just need the mercy of all the devotees. it's not my words actually what i am what in fact telling you honestly these uh, teaching sessions are enabling me to really understand or i wouldn't say i understand that's too proud of a word i cannot understand really but i'm having a much deeper appreciation of shri prabhupada's books because i'm having to go through them and contemplate and for even, i mean for instance even this kind of categorization of the first chapter scoping the whole subject 
you know i've learned a lot in fact i did not even um notice that the structure of chaitanya charitamrita was like this i mean i i just read it like like i would any like i used to do a novel you know just like first to last but then that's good that's good for a first reading but then tachranvan supathan vicharana for all that to happen when we really look at these verses and try to we will only understand the uh, intricacies when we try to explain it to somebody suppose now that i'm having to explain this it is not that i know this subject and that's what therefore i'm explaining no because actually the process of explaining will help us learn the subject even more because to explain you really need to have very clear understanding of what is what is being spoken because if you just see the first chapter first straight 14 verses 17 verses full of sanskrit and big big verses and you know like 17 19 syllables in each verse and a beautifully sounding verses and there's so much uh, so much to unpack in those verses without any purports and then suddenly there is um, you know um the guru and then suddenly bhagavatam and then krishna speaking to brahma and then so bilumangal thakur and then we have you know all kinds of subject is, is it looks like all over the place but actually not there is complete order there's no chaos there <laughs> so um, the thing is the chaos is here in our mind because we don't understand the flow so if we really sit down and like because i was thinking how to even give a lecture on chaitanya charitamrita i don't even, i did not even know so i was thinking like if i go should i go like verse to verse like i would bhagavad gita because we have never done chaitanya charitamrita the lectures here so this is the first time we're going so i wanted to see maybe i wanted to go maybe verse by verse that's what that was my initial thought but then when i actually saw there was no you know the whole structure was like very different and then i realized that each of these verses then he expands the explanation elsewhere like second verse or uh, third verse is the second chapter entirely and the whole chapter is dedicated for the okay then so it this has to be approached in a different totally different way than bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam so we have to jump a lot of these verses so to know where exactly to jump and what are those verses what are those categories all that to understand and that's why i had to write all these notes so that it's easy to show you but also easy for me to understand first like what is the flow going on here so if if there is anything deep inside here it's not because of me it's because of krishnadas kavraj goswami and especially because of sri prabhupad who has revealed to us this treasure of chaitanya charitamrita um why am i in this brahma samhita okay <clears throat> next question um gargali sabados i hope i can understand the question wait it's iskon where the rules for it is followed and vani beats as heart ah huh? <sighs> krishna okay it's it's con where the rules for it is followed and vani beats as heart so the vani is the heartbeat of the movement and the rules it's con is where the rules for it is followed when well, it's con supposed to follow the rules but they have deviated the main rule which is to follow the order of the spiritual master and uh, chaos ensued um so we are trying to reestablish that in our this our humble attempt it's not that we are very great or something we're trying to do it sincerely and all devotees if we can all cooperate then we can do it 
but then again coming back to the question i have to admit that i don't completely understand the question <laughs> so sorry I, i feel always bad for this prabhu <clears throat> next question by bhakta virendra by following in the footsteps of lord chaitanya and the mercy of spiritual master can a fallen conditioned soul attain the highest madhuri bhav in goloka dham in spiritual world yes why not why not definite that that is the whole goal here that is the whole point here why are we studying all these things to achieve this highest madhuri bhav but don't jump madhuri bhav is far away let's first of all get our anartha nivritti done properly and let's chant properly let's even let's even be focused when we are chanting you know let's not commit offenses and let's first of all take initiation and work under the guidance of devotees and many things are have to be first put in place before we even can talk about madhurya bhav <clears throat> next quote by vishwambar prabhu krishna tulya bhagavat vibhu sarvashray prati shloke prati akshare nanarthakaye yes this is the one madhya leela 24 This is a description of Srimad Bhagavatam. You know? You see this 24th chapter. How many verses are there? 313th verse is the verse that we are going to look at and 355 are the total number of verses in this chapter. Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam don't have more than 100 verses in a chapter, you know? I have not... I don't remember a chapter more than 100 verses. That has even reached 100 verses. I don't remember. Maybe there is. I don't know. 318, right? You see? This is the thing. Each word in Bhagavat has so many meanings. Krishna Tulya Bhagavat Vibhu Sarvashroy Krishna Tulya Bhagavat Vibhu Sarvashroy Pratishloke Pratyakshare Nana Arthakoy Srimad Bhagavatam is as great as Krishna, the Supreme Lord and shelter of everything. In each and every verse of Srimad Bhagavatam and in each and every syllable there are various meanings. The form of Srimad Bhagavatam is given in questions and answers. Thus, the conclusion is established. By hearing these questions and answers, one is highly astonished. Actually, true. So, Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita are both in Q&A format. So, I think this Q&A format is quite popular because the sages themselves have used this format to, you know, compile these literatures, especially Vyasadev. Uh, that's why I think our Q&A sessions go the longest. AMA sessions. well so bhagavad gita and bhagavatam uh, i know are in that format but chaitanya charitamrita will go in that format for some chapters like chaitanya mahaprabhu ramanand is called ramanand samvad and sarvabhoum samvad where chaitanya mahaprabhu speaks to sarvabhoum bhattacharya and prakashananda samvad so when he speaks to prakashananda saraswati there are questions and answers and sanatan goswami you know he he, he explains rupa goswami he explains the teachings So for some it's like that for some chapters and especially Adilila is not like that. It's about like really establishing. It's like a document. It's like a. It's called, it cannot be called a thesis because thesis is too light a word for this. It's like a postgraduate. You know when you have to do postgraduate and a PhD, you have to have a thesis. So this is like, I don't know. I don't know what is the word for this. Let's call it thesis for the lack of a proper word. So it's like a complete thesis on the. um absolute truth especially the adilila where he establishes the position of 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because it's easy, easily people can make the mistake that ah, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is just an ordinary man. With these people are just, just you know, exaggerating his influence and saying that he's oh he's supreme personality. He's just like, no, he actually, he actually even says this. That oh you you may say you know this is not. Let's see, you see. I mean, I just show you just to. In the Adilila, second chapter, if you go to this, um, somewhere in the fiftieth verse, you see. Wait a second. Ah, you see it, Adi 2.16. Not knowing, I hope I am in the proper screen. Yeah, okay. Not knowing that Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan are all features of Krishna, foolish scholars speculate in various ways. Because Narayan has four hands, whereas Krishna looks like just like a man, they say that Narayan is the original God, whereas Krishna is but an incarnation. Um, in this way, the arguments appear in various forms, but the poetry of the Bhagavatam expertly refutes them all. So, um, <laughs> you see, the import of this verse has stopped you from arguing. Now listen to another verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, you see, he actually, he, he writes as if he is in an argument. You know? When he argues, and then he says, the Bhagavatam describes the symptoms and deeds of the incarnations in general and counts Sri Krishna among them. And then finally it says Sri Krishna is actually the original personality. This made Sutta Goswami greatly apprehensive. Therefore, he distinguished each incarnation by its specific symptoms. Uh, an opponent may say, you see, he even presents what the opponent will say. This is your interpretation. You know, but actually Supreme Lord is Narayana, who is in the transcendental realm. So, what the people will say, you know, Ah, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is an ordinary man. Ah, Narayana is actually the real thing. You are just, you know, it's your interpretation. You are saying that Krishna is the Supreme. Actually, people talk like that was right? So, he's actually putting all these things in the in writing. So, to such a misguided interpreter, interpreter, we may reply, why should you suggest such fallacious logic? An interpreter is never... Interpretation is never accepted as evidence if it opposes the principles of scripture. Then he detail in great detail he goes and establishes that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead and he is the source of Narayana in various ways. So this is the point I'm trying to make. That Supatan, Tachranvan, you know, Nanarthakai. Nanarthakai. So we have to study in great detail. <coughs> that is all explained in here. Next, um, there's a question by Bhakta Virendra. How many of total verses are there in the entire Chaitanya Charita Amrita? Um, 11,555, if I'm not wrong. I think that's, you know. Um, yeah, that's what I remember. And Bhagavatam, I think, 17,998. And Chaitanya Charita Amrita is 11,555, if I'm not wrong. I think so. That's what I read somewhere very, very many years ago. That numbers, these numbers just stuck in my head, but I need to find exactly where I found that. Anyway, so um, regarding Radha Gopinath deities, Vishwambar Prabhu says Madhupandit Goswami. Okay, so Madhupandit Goswami is the, um, his deities are Radha um, Gopinath. 
comment by vanajakshi mataji prabhu ji can't imagine the volume of the cc thank you for initiating this journey but it's not fair enough to have only one class in a week prabhu ji kindly reconsider the request <laughs> nabajit prabhu also requests for daily lectures let's see not immediately because i need to settle things once maybe let's see if if i can put this in a like you know when they are smooth the other services let's see if we can slowly dial up the frequencies of these lectures i want to do it cautiously though because i can't neglect the others but really this chetana charitamrita we need <laughs> yeah i also feel i also feel we need to have more than months a week let me see how that goes okay we will see um i think somagiri prabhu also said the same thing once a week is not enough okay next a uh, quote from what is this chetana charitamrita adarila 4.213 o partha the gopis know my greatness my loving service respect for me and my mentality others cannot really know these see how knowledgeable the gopis are vedaishya sarvai rahameva vedyo or from all the vedas i have to be known is a beautiful verse huh? let's go there adalila 4 not 213 this is in the fourth chapter you know we will be going through all this okay this is verse was spoken by krishna to arjuna in the adipuran wow krishna spoke to arjuna in the adipuran about gopis manmahatmyam matsapariyam matsradham manmanogatam no this is different verse no different tune manmahatyam matsapariyam matsradham manmanogatam jananti gopika partha nanye jananti tatvatah the word tatvatah evam yogati tatvatah nanye jananti tatvatah beautiful verse actually really good verse you see <laughs> here he said krishna says in bhagavad gita i mean you have to know my janma and my karma you know in evam vavati tatvatah somebody may think yes you know what i will really study krishna everything i will know about krishna but krishna is saying mm, no nobody can understand this he is speaking to arjuna to whom he spoke the bhagavad gita and to arjuna he is saying actually nobody can understand this actually only the gopis can understand very beautiful verse ha huh? adipuran manmahatyam manmahatmyam matsapariyam matsraddham manmanogatam jananti gopika partha nanye jananti tatvatah o partha the gopis know my greatness my loving service respect for me and my mentality others cannot really know these wow <coughs> there's another reference here in the comments even the bible states that if your eye catch eye causes you to sin gouge it out and and throw it away wow if the eye causes you to sin gouge it out that means take it out and throw it away i didn't know that okay bhaktavirendra at present i am reading teachings of lord chaitanya vaishnava prabhupad is it a summary study of chaitanya charitamrita it is kind of not exactly 
it is a, it is a summary study of the teachings of lord chaitanya wherever lord chaitanya spoke like he spoke to sarvabhauma bhattacharya he spoke to um um rupa goswami sanatan goswami ramananda ray um prakashananda saraswati sarvabhamadas these kind of teachings are there in that not the past times all the stories are not there so they are a summary study of the teachings of lord chaitanya wherever chaitanya mahaprabhu spoke in the teachings next ah somagiri prabhu one 1 cc a week is not enough okay is bilavanga thakur the same as poet surdas okay many people actually say this but um i have also in fact there is another theory that bilavanga thakur or surdas is not exactly one person it is like many persons they believe also chanakya is like that many you know and uh, who else kabir kabir they think is also not exactly one person it's like many such persons they were called kabir as as if it is one person but this is not we what we hear from shri prabhupad mm, especially in regards to bilumangal thakur i don't know if his his other name was surdas but this theory about surdas i have actually read a few months ago that this surdas many personalities are there about surdas kind of that kind of understanding so that i i don't think so and um, mind you these kind of information are given by so called historians and these historians also say that ramayan is some you know like the 3 3000 bc something or 10000 bc something stupid date they give i mean it happened millions of years ago 2 million years ago at least uh, and they say you know like 10000 bc or something like that ramayan so these people really really don't have a proper understanding or a proper estimate of the age of the vedas in fact they think even the vedas are also like maybe 3000 bc old you know 3000 bc maybe that was a time yeah 5000 years ago it was written down but it was not the vedas are far older you know and they also think the vedas are actually not written at one time by one person it's like over time things have been added have subtracted this kind of all kinds of theory this the same people who say that surdas is a multiple personality but um all together mentioned as one surdas and one kabir and you know one like that mm, we did not hear such thing about bilumangal thakur from prabhupad as far as i know maybe i'm wrong if you if i'm wrong maybe you can um and let's see what something was surdas was blind from birth and he is a disciple of vallabhacharya this is in the comments um well i don't know much actually there is actually a mention of vallabhacharya even with regards to bilumangal thakur in fact let's go here 1.57 there is some information in this somagiri this thing this verse is from the krishna karanamrita which was written by a great vaishnava sanyasi named bilumangal thakur who is also known as leela shuka not surdas leela shuka he intensely desired to enter into the eternal pastimes of the lord and he lived at vrindavan for 700 years so it's not like 
different personalities over a period of 700 years they um, they were known in history amalgamated them into like um, one person and then that is bilmangal or surdas we don't get the idea from what prabhu is explaining here his name is leela shuka huh? he intensely desired to enter into the eternal pastimes of the lord and he lived at vrindavan for 700 years in the vicinity of brahmakunda brahmakunda in vrindavan it is still there actually a still existing bathing tank in vrindavan the history of bilmangal thakur is given in a book called shri vallabha digvijay you see so there is a connection with vallabhacharya here okay the history of bilmangal thakur is given in a book called called shri vallabha digvijay he appeared in the 8th century of the shaka era in the province of dravida means in south india and was the chief disciple of vishnu swami but there he says he is his initiating spiritual master is somagiri maybe he took he took shiksha from vishnu swami one of the four authorized sampradayas uh, rudra sampradaya <clears throat> in a list of temples and monasteries kept in shankaracharya's monastery in dwarka bellumangal is mentioned as the founder of the dwarkadhish temple there there is a famous dwarkadhish temple in in uh, dwarka and that is actually established by bellumangal thakur according to the list of temples and monasteries kept in shankaracharya's monastery in dwarka he entrusted the service of his deity to hari brahmachari a disciple of vallabha bhatta you see here again there was a connection between he was like a contemporary of that time so if surdas is a disciple of vallabhacharya maybe that's why there is some confusion but here we don't see the same thing as it's mentioned uh, like bellumangal is actually surdas i don't know about surdas history actually we need to i need to do more research on this but he entrusted the service of his deity to hari brahmachari a disciple of vallabha bhatta that means he must be of the age of vallabha bhatta actually no 700 years right so he lived through a very long period you see so bilumangal thakur actually entered into the transcendental pastimes of lord krishna he has recorded his transcendental experiences and appreciation in the book called krishna in a book known as krishna karnamrita in the beginning of that book he has offered his obeisances to his different gurus and it is to be noted that he has adored them all equally the first spiritual master mentioned is chintamani who was one of his instructing spiritual masters because she was she first showed him the spiritual path chintamani was a prostitute with whom bilumangal was intimate earlier in his earlier in his life she gave him the inspiration to begin on the path of devotional service and because she convinced him to give up material existence to try for perfection by loving krishna he has offered first offered his respects to her next he offers his respects to his initiating spiritual master somagiri and then to the supreme personality of godhead who was also his instructing spiritual master he explicitly mentions bhagwan who was peacock who has peacock feathers on his crown because the lord of vrindavan krishna the cowherd boy used to come to bilumangal thakur to talk with him and supply him with milk in his adoration of shri krishna the personality of godhead he states that jayashri the goddess of fortune shrimati radharani takes shelter in the shade of his lotus feet to enjoy the transcendental rasa of nuptial love that means conjugal rasa madhurya rasa the complete treatise krishna karnamrita is dedicated to the transcendental pastimes of shri krishna and shrimati radharani it is a book to be read and understood by the most elevated devotees of shri krishna and therefore not for us because sometimes you know because we don't know krishna really so geet govinda and krishna karnamrita are like out of bounds for us because they discuss very very high rasa which is uh, which may resemble sex ordinary sexual affairs 
so in order that we don't become illusioned we are not advised to read them and um, but some of the verses from krishna karnamrita like this one and some other verses also are mentioned by chaitanya mahaprabhu also that means we can of course you know uh, read them they are mentioned in the chaitanya charitamrita in fact out of the 11555 verses of chaitanya charitamrita most of them i mean not most maybe but many many verses are from chaitanya um, uh, shrimad bhagavatam krishna karnamrita geet govinda sometimes um even many many other sources like that raghuvamsha even sarvabhamatachara quotes from raghuvamsha which is a work by kalidas he writes this raghuvamsha about uh, ramayan story and a very important verse two very important verses are taken no actually one taken from there in the chaitanya charitamrita and then there's verse from ramayan all kinds of scriptures it's like a complete tatshrinvan supathan vicharana paro if you want to really know we have to read chaitanya charitamrita then we'll know how to read how to really study bhagavad gita and bhagavatam and all the scriptures in detail so next question next question was okay madhumita bhaktin madhumita kindly provide a background explanation of the combined form of lord krishna and shrimati radharani in relation to incarnation of chaitanya mahaprabhu we don't have to um, what is that invent anything because your answer will be there when we will be studying the fifth and sixth of these first 14 important verses you see the fifth one and sixth one the whole explanation will be given there actually in such detail 235 verses for those two that much detail will be given you know okay here 5 and 6 5 adilila 1.5 radha krishna pranaya vikrutir hladini shakti rasmad ekatmanavapi bhuvi pura deha bhedam gatoto chaitanyakyam prakatam adhuna तद्वयं चैक्यमाप्तं राधा भावद्युतिसुवलितं नौमी कृष्णस्वरूपं द लविंग अफेयर्स ऑफ श्री राधा एंड कृष्णा आर ट्रांसेंडेंटल मैनिफेस्टेशंस ऑफ द लॉर्ड्स इंटरनल प्लेजर गिविंग पोटेंसी ऑल्दो राधा एंड कृष्णा आर वन इन देयर आइडेंटिटी दे सेपरेटेड देमसेल्व्स इटर्नली नाउ दीस टू ट्रांसेंडेंटल आइडेंटिटीज हैव अगेन यूनाइटेड इन द फॉर्म ऑफ श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य आई बाउ डाउन टू हिम हु हैज मैनिफेस्टेड हिमसेल्फ विद द सेंटिमेंट एंड कॉम्प्लेक्शन Dyuti Suvalitam Naomi Krishna Swarupam. So he has manifested himself with the sentiment and complexion of Shrimati Radharani, although he is Krishna himself. So this is the fifth verse and the sixth verse. Shri Radha ya pranaya mahima kidrisho vana yaiva swadyo ye nadbhuta madhuri ma kidrisho vamadiya saukhyam chasya madanu bhavata. कीदृशं वेति लोभात् तद्भावाढ्य समजनिषची गर्भसिंधौ हरिंदु सच ब्यूटीफुल वर्सेस नो परपोर्ट आई वाज वंडरिंग व्हाई सो व्हेन आई एक्चुअली दिस लुक वाओ चैप्टर्स डेडिकेटेड टू दिस वर्सेस डिजायरिंग टू अंडरस्टैंड द ग्लोरी ऑफ राधारानीज लव द वंडरफुल क्वालिटीज इन हिम दैट शी अलोन रिलिशस थ्रू हर लव and the happiness she feels when she realizes the sweetness of his love the supreme lord hari richly endowed with her emotions appeared from the womb of shrimati sachi devi as the moon appeared from the ocean 
these two verses describe everything about the amalgamation of Radha and Krishna in the body of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and we will read all of that in chapter 4 I guess so a lot to be uncovered in Chaitanya Charitamrita I mean this the treasure house is just unbelievable Mm, all right. <laughs> Somagiri Prabhu is saying, slowly we can understand why your name is Tatvavit. Sundagopal Prabhu was a predictor. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, I don't know anything, really. I, today, literally, the whole day, I mean, I think about two, two and a half hours, I spent just looking at the first chapter. What to do with this chapter? I mean, how to even give a class on this chapter? Yeah, I have scheduled, but I don't know what to give. So, I am not a tattoo with it all. So, that's why I had to actually do all the classification, categorization, so we can have a better idea. Actually, I am just learning with you all. Really, honestly. It's not that I am teaching you something that I know. No, I don't know. I am just trying to learn it myself as I'm trying to teach. That's why. That is the reason why this daily classes is not just the time where I'm doing the class, but also because I need to study a bit, which I enjoy. Again, I enjoy. But then the services that are the other services, you see. So I will try to organize myself, but I need at least a month maybe or I don't know. Let's see, when I can get this all smoothly done and I can have a schedule which I can like just execute upon without having to do so many adjustments, then slowly we will switch up the, the, the frequency of the classes, alright? Alright, thank you so much. How many of you are here? What? 35? Wow. Thank you very much for joining us in this great journey of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We will see you again on Sunday uh, with the Bhagavad Gita session. Hey, there's one more. I missed out something. Oh, Nabhijit Prabhu is asking, Prabhuji, if possible, can the classes of CC be shifted to Saturday and Sunday for working people like us? It's good to learn from live class. Um, Saturday, huh? Okay. Then that means we will have Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday is off and Saturday is Chaitanya Charitamrita. Okay. Nabhijit Prabhu is asking, kindly send, please send a soft copy of a photo of Karnitha deities of ISKM Singapore. Okay, I will get that done. Maybe the moderator can look into this. If we have, I, I, will, I will, I will arrange this for you. No, don't worry. So yeah, Saturday, Chaitanya Charitamrita class. Saturday and then a Sunday, and then a Wednesday. How do you like? It? I mean, tell me about what, what your opinions are. I mean, how are you? Uh, I mean.
let me know about what your opinions are because um saturday is good or you have other engagements on saturday um how is that let me know all of you what what do you think about this saturday schedule i want to know <clears throat> there's some controversy going on about my name here tatva with how to pronounce and how to spell and all that actually i myself used to do uh, two words tatva and with but when i saw the bhagavad gita 328 then i started to use as one word bhagavad gita chapter 3 text 28 oh here it is two words well tatva with actually it's one word but it's like <clears throat> hyphenated word but yeah either way now i'm writing as one word usually i used to do two words anyway um more on weekdays also um kindly everybody please let me know in the comments whether you prefer a friday or saturday for chaitanya charitamrita i'm not getting any answer bhakta virendra is cheeky friday and saturday cc lectures come on don't cheat me into doing daily class again <laughs> I would love to um not at this point choose one day friday or a saturday i mean you can always watch the saturday as a recorded webinar either way whichever way if you if you prefer saturday then i would do saturday probably it would also work better for me on a saturday you know every day every day ah uh, coming uh, <laughs> saturday is great you are okay then somebody is saying friday somebody is saying saturday actually saturday will work good for me because friday weekdays is when i need to do other services as i said especially which are you know fundraising and other organizational you know work which i have to deal with other people who who work on those days so weekends i can't really connect with them so probably weekends saturday everybody is saying saturday okay we'll do saturday then okay we will shift the schedule saturdays okay so we will do like that so friday i can spend my time with the other services let me see if i can get all everything streamlined and smooth and um, you know everything well organized then uh, we can slowly switch up the frequency see how it goes all right i think we have to stop थैंक यू वेरी मच चैतन्य चरितामृत की जय श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु की जय गौरताय भगवान की जय षडोस्वामी की जय हरिदास ठाकुर की जय गौरी वैष्णव संप्रदाय की जय श्रील प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत गौरी वैष्णव वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा